surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It with Taylor Nolan. I am your host and it is a beautiful day here in Seattle. Stunning. Um, And I'm joined by the lovely Vanessa Grimaldi. Welcome back to the show, my love. I think, is this the second time we do this face-to-face? Yes. You've been on one that we FaceTimed. Mm-hmm. Breakups are a bitch. Mm. They are. And then... Still going through them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they still come up. <laughs> Deal with it all the time. Um, and then we did a little recap of our Bali adventure and our camp adventure. Mm. And... Now we're back and you're in Seattle for the first time. So we have a lot of stories to share with you guys and a lot of things that we've been processing and, and you know, how things have been impacting our mental health that we want to share with you guys. So let's first kind of start off. I mean, you almost didn't make it here. I, I almost didn't make it. Not only because my flight got delayed and canceled and pushed back and all of that, but at one point I was so stressed out. And I was so tired. Traveling within, just traveling it's, itself is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think people realize that they see us traveling along. They think, oh my God, it's so much fun. You guys must But it's like have, so glamorized. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Like I'm tired. Like I, I'm, mm-hmm. but it's, I mean, I had a lot of fun because I made friends along the way. And then once I boarded my flight to Seattle, people were like, you made it. And they were high-fiving <laughs> me. I was like, yeah. Because I was so close. Um, I was flying standby. When I missed my flight, uh, the airline company, I don't know why they decided to overbook the flight. So I almost didn't even make my flight. I was flying mm-hmm. standby and I spoke to the flight attendant and he's like, or the agent and he's like, well, we don't know if you're on this flight yet. And I'm like, well, part of me almost wants to just walk out of this airport yeah. and be like, you know what? I'm done. I'm exhausted. I'm not even going to go to Seattle. Chances are I'm not going to make it. Um, and there were only, I think, two seats left. Mm-hmm. Um, for, I remember you were like texting like every step of the way, like, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. I'm not going to make yeah. it. And that, so this is why Tay and I find yourself a friend that is kind of like you, but the opposite of you. And that could balance, or, that can balance you out. Is that at least able to be the opposite of you when you need them to be? Exactly. Like we're the same, but uh-huh. like not at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah, thank God. <laughs> Cause that would be a mess. I was so stressed out, but I know like whenever I'm in those moments, Taylor steps in and she kind of. You, you just like balanced me out and I, did, yeah. I really needed that at that point. Yeah. Anyway, I'm here. I'm in Seattle. It's beautiful. She keeps, Taylor keeps talking about how wonderful Seattle is and I use wonderful because she loves using that adjective. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Things are wonderful. So yeah, we're uh, in her kitchen right now and it's, yeah. the sun is just shining upon us. Beaming down on us. Beaming. Is, so you've heard me talk about Seattle a lot as like why I love it so much and all of that. Like, do you feel like it, it makes sense to you? A hundred percent. Yeah. Just our first day when we went to uh, Pike, Pike Place, Pike mm-hmm. Place, and we caught the fish, and we yeah. went to the bubblegum wall, just that alone, mm-hmm. I it was like 15 minutes of fun, and I'm like, all right, yeah. I got like my my dose of Seattle. It was mm-hmm. so amazing, and then we did the underground tour. Mm-hmm. There's just so much to do. Um, I didn't expect it to be this mountainy, if that's even a word. 
terrorist. Terrorist. <laughs> Which we, we, you know, that word's really hard because it sounds like we're saying Seattle's a terrorist city, but yeah, it's, it's a not. terrorist, like tiered. Terrain. Terrainous. Ter- I think it's, it's a tiered. Tiered. Are you sure it's terrorist? Yeah, I it's think a it's terrorist. Terrorist. Oh, terrorist. Are you sure it's not terrainous? I don't know if that's a word. Oh, okay. Probably not. <laughs> But really smart in some areas and not as smart in other areas. And it's okay to allow Listen, space for I just that. blame it on the fact that I speak three languages. You do. You do. That's that's often your go-to when you say like the wrong word yeah, or something. Yeah. And you're like, I speak three I, languages. Yeah. I just want to make myself sound smart. <laughs> but anyway, the anxiety really kicked in when I was traveling. Um, it seems like I have a lot of bad luck when it comes to traveling. Mm-hmm. And um, but then when you get there, it's like great. Kind of. Yeah. But it, I think if for me, I also kind of, I'm used, I'm trying to go with the flow a lot more. Mm-hmm. I'm very used to being black and white in mm-hmm. some areas. I know it's hard for me to completely lean into the discomfort as Taylor would say. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning how to do that when, especially when it comes to traveling, because yeah. it's out of your control. Mm-hmm. You're not flying the plane. Yeah. There was no co-pilot You're in my not first making flight. The schedule. Yeah. You're not making the schedule. You don't know like... If there's a gas leak and that's what happened in my other flight going to LA and we had an emergency landing in Vegas. So you don't have control of that. And it's kind of like, well, how can I make the best out of the situation? And for me, it was sitting down next to this wonderful couple and becoming friends with them and uh, sharing the outlet Mm -hmm. and just bonding with people who are also very tired of traveling. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, I, I think you would probably agree with me on this. Like even going on the show, just doing that act was a huge like challenge in letting go of control and leaning into the discomfort of the uncertainty of life and mm-hmm. not knowing where things are going to go and travel certainly falls into all of that. And even the episode, um, two episodes ago with uh, Peter um, Katz, he talked a not lot about- Peter from The Bachelor. Yeah. Okay. Peter Katz. Okay. Uh, no, just letting people know because they, they saw the stories that we were Peter this weekend and they're probably... Yeah. So <laughs> Peter Katz <laughs> from the conference that we went to uh, in like north of Toronto, Camp Walden, uh, did his episode a lot on like living in an uncertainty and how uncomfortable that is, but like taking steps to really embrace that. And for me, a huge step in that is like focusing on the things that I can control. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we can't, you can't control whether or not you're going to make that flight or not, but you right. can determine what your next steps are going to be and, and how you're going to feel in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and allowing space for those feelings, but also saying like, you know, okay, I might not make this flight, but let me see what actually happens. And then I'll make a decision from there. Mm-hmm. I was actually excited to not make my flight. Well, I, I, I take that back. <laughs> Excuse me? No, no. <laughs> Girl, you trying to purposely no, not get here? So when I got to Toronto, I ran through that airport and mm-hmm. I was going to make my flight, but then my bag didn't make it. And a part of me was like, okay, well, I'm in Toronto. I know this city really well. Mm-hmm. Either I can go out, meet my, my best friend who lives there. But I also took time to just be with myself. Mm-hmm. And it was just nice to just be in my hotel room on my laptop watching TV. I don't own a TV. So for me, mm-hmm. that was a luxury. Yeah. And just lying down, sh- took a shower and really just disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, went downstairs, had dinner by myself in the lobby and became friends with this gentleman that was sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. And everyone was just so nice. So it was just so... Yeah. I, I looked at, I look back and think... It was meant to happen so that I can learn how to be present. Because I put my mm-hmm. phone down and everyone was just so welcoming and nice. And mm-hmm. and um, 
it, it was just... See, it, I love when things don't go the way that you think they're going to, and then you have little opportunities mm-hmm. like that. Like, I think I talked about it on that episode a while back where, like, I was having a super, super stressful day and nothing was going right, mm-hmm. and then it was about to be sunset, and I was, mm-hmm. like, a block away from the market, and I was like, do I just walk over there and, like, just say, like, fuck everything else? Just, like, give myself space to, like just be and uh, like something to me was like okay if the light doesn't change in five seconds for the crosswalk then you're gonna turn the other way and you're gonna walk to sunset at the market and I did and it was like a beautiful experience where you're just present I think um for anyone listening that has a very strong cultural background the cultural guilt I used to have a lot of cultural guilt growing up and a lot of expectations from my family in putting them first or putting our traditions first Mm -hmm. and kind of like every Sunday I get together with my family, which I'm very grateful for. But Mm -hmm. growing up in your 20s, like you're either super tired on a Sunday and you just want to chill in bed or you're working all week and you just want to chill in bed and not, you know, having to go out of your way to make a lunch for a couple hours. And um, so I think growing up for me, I had a lot of guilt of, okay, should I, do I make this decision based on what I want or do I make this decision based on what my family's going to expect of me? And I mean, mm-hmm. I love my family. I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not talking down on them right now. Um, but as I grew older and now I feel like I've changed a lot in the last two years, mm-hmm. but I've learned so much. I've learned to make decisions based on my own happiness because mm-hmm. I was someone that always made decisions based on either my significant other or yeah. my family. And it's, it, it's become such a... I'm trying to to really learn how to make decisions that just mm-hmm. benefit me and my mental well-being. So yeah. walking over to, you know, see sunset, that's mm-hmm. something that you needed. Yeah. Whether that was like, if you know, if you had to miss a meeting or whatever, mm-hmm. like that's something that needed to fill your soul. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point that you bring up about like the cultural piece of it and especially having that family pressure. And again, it's kind of, it's kind of goes back to like shitting yourself, you know, which some <laughs> of us have experience in. <laughs> Couple of times. Um, <laughs> but uh, that pressure that we put on ourselves of what we should do, I think it's really important to like reality check that and be like, is this something, you know, mm-hmm. that I'm doing because I want to do? Is it something mm-hmm. that I know is going to be beneficial for me in the long run? Or is it just because I feel like I have to and it's actually going to deplete me even more? Mm-hmm. And like, that's something, especially when we travel, that like we are always having to kind of check ourselves with, like, you know, okay. We've done so many things today for other people. Like, can we figure out one thing that we're going to do today that's going to be for ourselves? Mm -hmm. Well, yesterday, Taylor, by the way, is the best tour guide. (laughs) If anyone ever wants to come to Seattle, I would say hit Taylor up. (laughs) (laughs) She knows all the spots. And let me tell you, I wish at one point people keep asking you for dating. Yeah. I'm like, part of me, I feel like I am your... We are kind of like dating, but not in like the sexual way. Right. Not in the sexual way. But we do share very romantic moments together. We really do. And last night we were watching Sunset. At Golden Gardens. For those of you that know Seattle, Mm -hmm. the Olympic Mountains are out. Mm. Uh, The sky was just mm -hmm. blues and and We're watching the sailboats go by at Golden Gardens and on the beach and... And then we should put romantic music in the car. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I look over and I said, um, oh, I got to buy Christmas decorations. And she's like, no, you don't. You're here right now. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, thank you for checking me. Like, thank <laughs> oh, you. I'm so glad that you, like, yeah. noticed that I did. I did. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yep. I'm like, my mind. But that's the thing. I'm My mind wanders a lot. Yeah. And 
I know this about myself where it's hard for me to be in the moment and be mm-hmm. present. And I've grown to really learn how to be in the moment mm-hmm. and take in what's happening around me. But oftentimes, like, my mind will wander off. Like, I think yeah. it was because it was so romantic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love Christmas. Christmas is coming up. I want to, like, put Christmas music in my house and, like, mm-hmm. decorate my place. So it came from a place where um, it was very positive because mm-hmm. I want to buy Christmas uh, decorations. But you... Um, uh, what's the, that expression? Like checking? I like check. refocused you. Yeah, yeah. Re, you refocused my energy in just being present. I was like, yep. Yeah. Because it was I almost like when you express that, when you're like, oh, like I have to buy Christmas presents for my nephew. Then it's like you're starting a, a to-do list in your head mm-hmm. of all these things in the future that mm-hmm. you're going to do. But then even when you get to that point where you, when you get to that place in the future, then you're still just going to be making more to-do lists yeah. for other things. So then it's yeah. like you're really not ever being present. And then you'll look back and like, remember you know that you're at this sunset but mm-hmm. like what we really remember if all you're doing while you're sitting there is mm-hmm. making your to-do list of all the things that you need to be doing yeah so for me it's very much like when I take that second like yeah certainly a thought will come in my head it's like oh like I didn't respond to that email or like oh like I need to you know make sure to call this person back but it's like you have to I take like an intentional step to say this can all wait another 15 minutes an hour for me mm-hmm. to like sit and be present in this. Do you think it's smart to have for people who are wired like I am? Um, do you think it's smart to have a routine where on Sunday you plan your week so that you're not freaking out with what you need to be doing during the week? Cause you already know. I think it's very helpful for people to like make lists Like even last night, like before going to bed, I felt like I had a lot of thoughts in my head of like, shit, tomorrow's Monday, like, you know, today and yesterday, I kind of like, you know, blocked things out and was like, I'll get to it on Monday. So I wrote down a list in my notes of just the different things that I need to do and like what things are priority at the top. And then I was able to like pass out so hard. So I think it's totally helpful if you're someone that finds yourself struggling with being present to write those things out to try to be organized and get them out of your head because then once they're out there and you have some kind of a schedule, when you're actually doing that activity, you're really present in it. Mm-hmm. And that that really just comes down to like mindfulness. Like when you are doing an activity, be mindful of it. Like focus your attention on that. Right. So I guess for anyone listening and that does struggle with that, I am someone that used to be a crazy planner. Like mm-hmm. people didn't like going on vacation with me because I'm like, we got to wake up at nine and nine 15. We're going to have breakfast at nine 30. going to wash mm-hmm. the dishes. That, and it wasn't a vacation for my friends, but for me yeah. it was because we had things planned out. I've learned well, that's to also that amount of planning though. I feel like is also trying to uh, control? have control yeah. so that you don't feel that anxiety of not knowing what you're going right. to do. Like you're but trying I, to comfort yourself. But since the show, mm-hmm. I've really learned how to let go. Yeah. And because I flop from zero to a hundred real easily, <laughs> it's either like I'm a hundred percent crazy with organizing mm-hmm. or 0%. Like I don't even, we, I just got my flight for, to leave from Montreal to this morning and I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah. That back in the day would yep. never have happened. Yep. Same. And so I'm a little old school when it comes to planning. I don't know how to use my phone, the agenda and calendar on my phone. Yeah, no, so you got to write it out. I, for me, it works that I, I have a, an agenda and at the beginning of every month, it, there, the entire calendar is laid out so I can, I can actually look down and see, visualize what's happening for that month. And that, for me, mm-hmm. relieves a lot of anxiety and stress because mm-hmm. as much as like I, I'm not as much as a planner anymore, but I still need to know what's happening within that week or within that month. So 
if anyone is struggling with how to get organized with stuff, maybe buy a physical agenda and Mm -hmm. start planning stuff out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think it really comes down to like, you got to kind of have check-ins with yourself. I mean, Mm -hmm. even like last night during our sunset, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be focused and present with paying attention to like all the ridges and the mountains mm-hmm. and what colors the sky is changing and watching Would you the say people. that's a form of meditation? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm focused on like my surroundings and I'm focused on like my, like I was focusing on my breathing during it. Oh, wow. Um, Were you? Yeah. I like lean, I don't know if you saw me, I was like leaning up like on the steering wheel and just like had my face like literally directly Mm -hmm. in the windshield because it got a little cold. So we moved into my car for part of it. Um, And yeah, as I was just like looking at it, I was just like taking deeper breaths and was just watching the birds and just like taking in every piece of it that I could. It's almost like when you look at those, um, those drawings, you know, and it's like, uh, look at what's different, like what's different in these photos. And then mm-hmm. like when you look at the first one, you're really looking at every single piece of it. Mm-hmm. So like I'll try to look at my surroundings and like really take in every piece of it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like being very present and being very like mindful of where you're at and like how you're feeling. I mean like mindfulness, meditation, just like checking in with yourself can be a bit difficult. Um, there, I like to, you know, offer different resources for people. And I know um, going into counseling isn't always uh, doable for everyone, but there is an online counseling service available called BetterHelp. It offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues like depression, anxiety, uh, stress, relationships, um, self-esteem. It's a long, long list. Um, you know, there's really going to be a professional for everyone. Uh, you can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and online private environment. So anything you share is confidential and is so convenient. You can now get help at your own time, at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. And if you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time with no additional charge. Uh, But really what's great about all of this is that it's a truly affordable option uh, for Let's Talk About It listeners. You can get 10% off your first month with discount code TALKABOUTIT. So go to betterhelp.com slash talkaboutit. Fill out a simple questionnaire to help them assess your needs and you can get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash talkaboutit. Because I just love sharing resources for you guys because I know that checking in with yourself can be a little bit difficult sometimes. Yeah, um, I think when people tell me, oh, Vanessa, you should try meditating, that word alone gives me stress because I'm like, I don't know how to sit Mm -hmm. down and not think and shut my brain off. Mm -hmm. And I've tried a couple of meditation classes where it was an hour of silence (laughs) and I'm just looking around the room like, am I the only one right now that wants to stand up and do cartwheels? Yeah. Um, So I guess we've practiced a form of meditation last night where you're... Is I guess is yeah. meditation being present? That's my question. Yeah, I would say so. And I would say m- meditation is a lot about, it, it focuses a lot on mindfulness. And when you're focused on like your actual state and what's like surrounding you, I feel like that's you being mindful. I mean, last night when we watched the sunset, I don't know if you remember, I kept going back, like what I would vocalize was like, 
everything that was happening in, in mm-hmm. front of us. The birds, look at the birds. Yeah, oh, and and well, like every yeah. like ten minutes, be like, oh, look at how the colors have changed. Yeah. Like, look at the gradient of colors, yeah. you know. And, and like, there, there was this cute puppy. Well, he wasn't a puppy, oh, but I call yeah. all dogs puppy. Mm-hmm. And he was the epitome of happiness. Yeah. Um, he would go back in his car for maybe like a fraction of a second mm-hmm. and then run back out and was like, oh my god, I'm back outside again. And he was just the happiest. He was so sweet. Such a happy dog. Yeah. <gasps> oh, Tate. And then I'm going to start crying. <laughs> we look over. Okay. We're in yeah. the car because it got real cold in Seattle. But guys. this is also like how everything's kind of connected. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're always right where you're supposed to be. Yes. Like we could have parked in like three different spots before we parked in this one spot. Right. And when we parked, the first time we parked and walked out, um, we found a bonfire that had a little bit of fire left over. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, you know what? Like we're all, we're all, Tay and I are always cold. So, yeah. um, and then we went back in the car and there were like three spots that, as Taylor said, we were going to park uh, at, but she chose one of the spots that obviously had like no obstruction of views <laughs> and it was perfect. And then we look over. <laughs> I actually cried. Yeah, we were it was both really today. sweet. Was... We look over and there was an elderly couple. Mm-hmm. Um, the the wife was in the driver's seat and her husband was in the passenger seat. And um, I'm gonna start he crying. had like an yeah. oxygen, had mask, an oxygen on mask on. And she had looked like cancer, had no hair. It was um, the sweetest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me in that moment, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> It was just so sweet. Um, I think like the whole, um, like the whole scenario was cute. You know, like us in the car listening to mm-hmm. sweet music and watching the sunset, and then like looking over and just seeing how like even at that age people still have mm-hmm. make time to be together. Um, I don't know. It just put a lot of things in perspective. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It was really sweet. It made us just feel all the feels in that moment, too. And I think for me, it also made me reflect on, like, how important it is to take those moments. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we have no idea what their their lives have looked like, you know? And what if they had never really gone and done that before and never taken those moments to just sit and be and, like, take in all the beauty, you know? Yeah, I was just thinking of, when they go back home and they call mm-hmm. their kids or their kids call them and they ask, oh, what'd you guys do tonight? And the mom is like, oh, I took your dad to look at the sunset. Oh, I want to be in love. Oh, my <laughs> God. That was so sweet. It didn't help. We were listening to like 20s, like romantic jazz. And so it was like this like old timey music, you know, that like that they would play in the notebook. And it was just like very, very sweet. Yeah, it was. um Probably one of my, um, one of those moments where you look around and I love people watching Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I hope I don't look like a creep right now. But as they drove off, we're like, we love you. I hope you guys have a safe drive and enjoy the rest of your life. Have a wonderful rest of your lives together. Yeah. Yeah. It was sweet. And I think even at that moment, it's like, you know, we had that couple in the car. We had this guy with the dog Mm -hmm. who, like, lives out of his van Mm -hmm. and was, like, making dinner at the park. You know, we had, like, why are you checking yourself out? Sorry, I just (laughs) left. She's literally picking up her phone to check out her tears. Oh, my God. For who? If I look like a mess. What? For what? For what? For who? For you. I just want to make sure I look good for you, girl. Girl, you always look good for me. I'm sweating. This sun right now. (laughs) 
basically I have no more tears left on my face because the sun just dried them all up. It's so hot. And it's snowing back in Montreal. Yeah. Oh, girl, I got to get my winter tires changed. I'm what? planning. No, I'm present. I'm doing the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Mm. So I want to ask you what what for you, I mean, we, we've talked about last night's sunset a lot, um, but what for you has been like something that really sticks out about your visit so far to Seattle? About Seattle? Yeah, or just even like something that's happened that's like caused you to like reflect on your life. Oh, I mean, yourself. the sunset last night was just was a big one, incredible. Um, the only two times I've seen a sunset on a beach is with you, by the way. <laughs> once in Bali, and we once have the in most Seattle. romantic friendship. <laughs> once in Bali and once in Seattle. Um, mm. I think for me. And I told you this this morning. Every time I come out to the West Coast, I just learn so much about food and all this organic like, stuff. She's like, <laughs> I'm what's cardamom? The, yeah, I'm like, in, mm-hmm. my, in my nut butter, it had um, cardamom. I was like, Guys, if cardamom, you don't, coconut, if you, chia seed. And I like, didn't know what that was. I have no idea what that was. I mean, I, I know, know Tim so Hortons and um, maple syrup. Um, I didn't realize how much there is to do here. I didn't realize it was a beach town. Oh, mm-hmm. You, we I, didn't even go to Alki yet, which yeah. is like the real I mean, we went to went to Brainbit, Brain, Bain Bridge. <laughs> we went to Bainbridge, Mount Island. Rainier. Yeah, she was saying Mount Rainier. Rain, rain, Rainier. Rainier. Oh, it's Rainier. Okay, anyway. Not Rainier. 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 Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, I, I, I didn't realize there was so much that you can do. I think for me, what stood out the most was the amount of things that you can do by yourself. Mm-hmm. And also, like, for the most part, for free. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. I mean, the ferry wasn't free, but it was yeah. fairly cheap. I didn't think it was... Even as neat. a walk... We took my car, but as a walk-on, it's a lot cheaper. Girl, it was $14 for a, for a, um, a round trip. With yeah. your car? Yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I, the, the amount of... Th- I would do that ferry by myself. Yeah. And we basically were in Bainbridge for maybe 20 minutes. Because we wanted to just catch the Sunset Ferry, really. Yeah. But I could have just stayed on that ferry the entire ride and not get off. But, yeah, I think it was the amount of... um, There's, like, such a... The local community of support Mm -hmm. is really strong. Um, And I like that it's not as commercialized in terms of yeah. the shopping. I was talking about this last night too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, were in Ballard. Mm-hmm. I didn't see like a H&M or yeah. Zara, Zara. 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 Yeah, that's more like downtown. Um, I think one thing that's really stuck out to me about this visit, um, which like most of our trips and anytime I see you, I feel like this sticks out, but people ask, I get a lot of messages about like our friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've talked about it a little bit in the last episode that you were on. But one thing that I notice that just really sticks out with us, it's like, we don't take things that we say to each other super personally. Mm -hmm. And like, we, I feel like we genuinely look at each other with like so much care and love Mm -hmm. where like, even this morning, like, I mean, I guess we could kind of say the, it. Okay, no, I'll use a different example. Okay. Um, when I hurt my ankle. Oh, yeah. Like, you stepped up so hard. Like, Girl. even in Bali when I was, like, sick, which, like, why the fuck every time we travel, like, someone's on me? Like, I think it's you. Girl, I do bring bad... Guys, you do not want to travel with me. Yeah, no, like, you bring me, like, bad luck. Shit always happens. <laughs> I bring myself bad luck. I don't know what travel god I pissed off, but... Damn. Yeah. So, I, like, 
sprained my ankle. Um, but like the whole step of the way, like not once did I feel like I felt guilty myself just because I was like, oh, like I don't want to be hurt. Like I want us to like do stuff. But like not once did you ever make me feel like I was burdening you. Like you were just, you just stepped up to just be like, okay, like I'm here for you. Like we're going to get this, like we're going to do this. Like, and we're just so like, caring and even like with past relationships like people I've dated when like Mm -hmm. I've been sick or I've been hurt like even just me being like can you please grab me water it's like a huff and a puff you Mm -hmm. know to even do that and it's Mm -hmm. just like meant so much to me that like it's just like yeah you just genuinely care about me as a human um well thank you for saying that I love you and listen I um I think it's because we're both very empathetic people mm-hmm. and we genuinely care about each other's well-being, yeah. physical well-being, mental well-being. Um, and we get each other on a level where like sometimes we could exaggerate like, mm-hmm. you know, our feeling, not even exaggerate, just like we really feel it. Yeah. And um, I'm a very emotional person. Obviously, I just finished crying talking yep. about like this elderly couple sitting next mm-hmm. to us in the car. Um, so we just get each other. Yeah. And it's so beautiful to find a friendship where you just support each other mm-hmm. on things that are happening in each other's lives and yeah. you're not competing, you're not comparing yeah. and you're rooting each other on when you're succeeding and mm-hmm. you're going to lift each other up when you're not succeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel the same way about you too. I mean, mm-hmm. I like, it's so funny. So Taylor and I will literally call each other 16 times a day. <laughs> And even on this like is the- like my most serious long distance relationship <laughs> I've ever been. <laughs> and even on the twentieth call of the day, we still have shit to talk about. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think one of the most beautiful things that you can have in a friendship, and it's something that I haven't always had, mm-hmm. um, that like I expressed or that other people have expressed, is like I feel like I've done a good job just letting you be you. And that's exactly what I was gonna say. So my sister was like. <laughs> Um, my sister was like, oh, you and Taylor really get along. Like when you guys mm-hmm. travel, like, have you guys argued? I was like, no. I'm like, we've had like small moments where like we check ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And then we're like, we'll just laugh it off, whatever. But, yeah. um, I think it's because we're as dependent as we are on each other. Mm-hmm. We're very independent. So yeah. we both need our space to just disconnect and just be. Mm-hmm. And I totally respect that when you need that space yeah. and you'll give me that space when I'll need it, whether mm-hmm. that's in the morning or whether that's like midday when I'm like, I need a nap. Yeah. Um, so I think understanding what your friends need mm-hmm. as opposed to like, if you feel like you need to constantly be, you know, doing stuff, maybe that's not what your friend needs and yeah. you shouldn't be putting those expectations on them. And even in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's honestly like... Even Kit, who's on the pod a lot, co-host, love him, wonderful human, um, where like, you know, he's someone of the opposite sex that I'm super, super close with. And I look at him and how our friendship works and like I 100% allow him to just be him. And I'm like, how, how do I take parts of how I look at this relationship and apply that to like my romantic relationships? Mm. Well, the thing is- with same rom- with us. Yeah. Romantic relationships- you, there's ba- you cross those boundaries, right? In mm-hmm. a friendship, those bound you still have those boundaries, mm-hmm. and then once you cross them, it's like you become more vulnerable, yeah. and um, it's hard. I mean, looking back, I've the last serious relationship was with Nick. Mm-hmm. I've dated after him, mm-hmm. um, 
And I mean, I talk about this on my podcast. People are like, well, how are you still single? I'm like, well, the issue is me. I know I've been going for the wrong guys mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, or at least at the beginning, they seem like someone that I can have a committed relationship with because they'll say and do certain things mm-hmm. and sway me and woo me and, yeah. you know, be real charming. And then I guess some people evolve more than others. And I guess I evolve a little bit quicker when it comes to wanting things <laughs> well, more seriously. Well, I think it's, I think it's also you have like specific goals, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. going into a relationship, like there are specific things, specific things that you want. And someone I think up front will tell you those things or they because, make themselves believe that they wanted to yeah. at that moment. Yeah. Because it is so it's because you are so black and white and they mm-hmm. basically know, like, unless they want these things, like mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to pursue a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think even though you kind of know a little bit that like, they're not really there, like you don't really see that with them. Like you hope that, you know, because you do have a connection with them that you'll be able to maybe change that and right. influence it to where they will be ready. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say change. I would definitely say influence. Influence it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that maybe that the relationship that you build with them will be so great that they'll want that with you. And that'll maybe be some kind of like a validation of like, you know, yeah, like you did want it with me. Mm -hmm. I mean, relationships can be super hard and, you know, I mean, clearly ours have not worked out for the best so far, but some of you may be having super successful relationships, maybe super happy celebrating things like perhaps an engagement, maybe you're even planning a wedding. And if you are, then you guys should definitely listen up because Zola is the wedding company that will literally do anything for love. They are the easiest company to use to plan your wedding and your register. Uh, it actually just starts with like a free wedding website that's so easy. It takes just minutes to set up. Um, and you can actually put your Zola registry on your wedding website so the guests can get all the details they need and buy your wedding gift in one convenient and, of course, super beautiful place. Zola makes registering for newlywed life so easy. You can register for gift cards to your favorite brands like Delta, Southwest, Hulu, Home Depot. You all, they also have the best uh, completion discount of 20% off remaining gifts on your registry starting right after your big day. To start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com slash Taylor. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash Taylor. But I guess to talk more about the relationships where we've struggled, um, you know, we, we, we're just going to keep on trying. And I think even if, if, even if you can apply like some of the friendship uh, dynamic to a romantic relationship, that it can kind of... I have a question for you, Tay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, 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 rotation. Oh, you mean hotation? The hotation, girl? Do you believe in the hotation? So if anyone watches Insecure on HBO, which is like one of my favorite shows, I still can't believe you have not watched no, it. No, because I we don't need... have a... I know. Where do I get HBO? Is it an app? Oh, my God. Girl, no, I'm saying... <laughs> you just... No, but like if I don't own a TV, how do I get HBO? Online. Okay, first of all, we'll use my HBO. Our next trip, we're going to have to binge Insecure. Okay. Um... <laughs> It's great. And so in one of the episodes, uh, the two girls, they're like single. And the one is recently out of a relationship. And she asked the other girlfriend, she's like, girl, like, can you teach me how to hoe? <laughs> and meaning just like, how do I be single? And mm-hmm. the other girl is like, 
girl, that's mad rude. But yeah, I got you. <laughs> and then the, the, when they're now they're both single. And so they talk about, you know, they're like, yeah, like, girl, I got my rotation going, you know, like rotation of guys that you go out on dates with. Um, so what was your question? Is it good to have a, a rotation? Right. So I'm someone, and I openly talk about this, I don't know how to date multiple people at the same time. Yeah. Um, and I want to learn how to be open to that so that I don't put all my expectations on this one guy mm-hmm. that I like. And yeah. then move too quickly. But for some people, moving quickly in a relationship works if you're both mm-hmm. like that. But if one needs space and one needs to mm-hmm. still be dating other people, I'm like, well, how do I how do I get to that level of being comfortable with it? Or am I just not wired that way? And should I not even try it? See, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. First, I will say I have been so proud of you in the last year. Thank you. <laughs> because, I wish you guys can see my smile right now. I know you just really lit up there. Um because you have really leaned into the discomfort mm-hmm. of like dating mm-hmm. and of of challenging yourself to not really put all your eggs in one basket and to not go from 0 to 100 like that when you first find someone that you like. Um and I know that's been super super hard for you and I think you've done a really good job of like letting yourself go a little bit slower with things and kind of staying more open. Well, I think part of that has to do with my friendship with you. It's true, girl. Go ahead. Girl. <laughs> I told you this. It's true. I mean, like, yeah. I've always been someone that openly spoke about my emotions, but I think you've helped me um, learn how to properly express myself without, you know, sometimes we express ourselves in a way that um, we're intentionally trying to hurt the person that we're with. Mm -hmm. Um, and that can come from a fear, like a a sense of like insecurity or, Mm -hmm. um, feeling hurt and feeling vengeful, but you've taught me how to take a minute, pause, what am I thinking? And like, Mm -hmm. use my words impeccably. Yeah. Thank you. So that's, that's all you girl. I mean, I applied it, but it's all you do. I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of you. Um, and I think again, like even when I think about like people who have messaged me where it's like, you know, their friend is like doing this thing and like they don't, they want to help them and blah, blah, blah. Like I feel like the way we talk through things is like, I will try to help you process, but, and I'll, I may have a different opinion, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to push that on you. Right. Like, you know what my opinion is and I'll voice it. But at the end of the day, You'll voice I'm it not with gonna... your eyebrows. <laughs> girl, I do. I do. Damn, my eyebrows don't lie. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what to say, girl. You already know what I'm thinking. Um, but like, I don't take that personally. You know, like right. I separate that and I'm like, you're going to, you're going to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. So when are we, <laughs> when we Please, were in Bali, let's, yes, okay. let's go there. Yeah. When we were in Bali, I was talking to this guy. <laughs> I had a crush on him. I really did. And he was really funny and sweet at the time. Um, so we were FaceTiming each other. And at one point he just was, well, you had been kind of like upset with him about something and yeah. had like communicated to me. Mm-hmm. And then when you were FaceTiming him, it somehow got brought I mean, up a little bit. Yeah, and Taylor had mentioned like she didn't. You weren't even. I don't feel like you were being invasive, just because that's my friendship. And if you, if I'm yeah. dating a guy who can't understand my friendship with my friends yeah. or respect my friends, mm-hmm. I'm not going to date you. So, Taylor, he had said something extremely rude to Taylor, and Taylor was like, "Boo, this is all you." And she, yeah, I literally, away. I like was like, "I'm not even going to engage with this yeah. with this dude." So I literally looked at her and I said, with my eyebrow, yeah, and then I said. This is all you, This is all you. And I remember looking at my phone thinking like, fuck, I cannot <laughs> date this guy now. Like, he was so disrespectful to my friend. Mm-hmm. And just the way he reacted to a conversation we were having, um, 
that's when I that's when I realized like, hey, this this friendship is this relationship or quote unquote whatever mm-hmm. thing that we have going on is gonna go nowhere quick, and it yeah. did go nowhere quick, and yeah. then that disrespect but, that he had towards you started to happen towards me, mm-hmm. and then I just checked out. But and I think like. For me in that situation, I could have oh, yeah. been like so pissed at you. And right. I could have been like, oh my God, I yeah, can't believe you're dating you date a guy him. who like doesn't respect me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I could I could have like shamed you for continuing to talk to him, like all this stuff. But I think when you take that step back in your friendship and are and are just really like for me, friendship is like I'm going to let you be you mm-hmm. and I'm going to support you and all the things that like you want to do and it's a privilege to like be able to be a part of your journey, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, even like for Kit and Casey and like all my other friends, it's like, they are going to do things that are going to be very different than what I would do. But that's part of what makes them them. Mm -hmm. And and I can learn from all of that. But the loyalty is still there. That's the common denominator with all your friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Loyalty. Yep. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Yeah. We got a secret handshake, guys. Yeah. You'll see it soon. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think um, our friendship it works because we have that level of respect and we understand each other. Mm-hmm. And it's I can't wait for the day where I can find that in a guy and like be like, oh my god, this is my male Tay. Hey, as I stare at my bouquet of Kit Kat. Except we're really just finding male versions of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <sighs> dating is hard dating is it's weird it's really really strange mm-hmm. but you know what um as much as i will say this my um i have lots of flaws but the mm-hmm. one thing that i feel is my strongest suit is my hopefulness in relationships mm-hmm. and the fact that i will find that love that i know i deserve mm-hmm. and not the love that people are telling me the miserable people in relationships are telling me will happen. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that. I believe that I've waited way too long and I've gone through way too much bullshit for me to end up in a miserable relationship. And I'm not going to allow myself mm-hmm. to be a culprit of that. Yeah. I love that you're hopeful. I'm so hopeful. I want to be that old couple. I know. I know that's why that was like such a triggering, yeah. like emotional <laughs> thing for you. Yeah. Where I was like, I'm like I'm I like- looked at it and I was like, yeah, like that's really, really sweet. And mm-hmm. like, that's just really like heartwarming. But it did not create as much of an emotional reaction for me. Um, but I, I totally understood like why it was for you. Yeah. And then just watching you cry made me cry. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. It was so sweet. Do we have any questions that we're going to answer? Yeah. So... You guys asked us some questions on Instagram. Um, Some of them we've answered a little bit, like what do we believe are good qualities to have in a friendship? Kind of just went over that. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) A lot of questions of if we're dating because we would make a really cute couple. (laughs) I mean, guys, keep those comments coming. Whenever I post a picture of Tay and I on my Instagram and people are like, oh, they're a couple now. I'm like, yeah, we've been a couple. Yeah. (laughs) We've been a couple. (laughs) And and yeah, I think we kind of talked about it in... um, our last episode about Bali, but people asking how we became uh, so close because on the show it didn't seem like we clicked as much, uh, but also they don't really show yeah. that. Guys, um, don't believe everything you see on social media, <laughs> on TV, in yeah. tabloids. Mm. Yes. They got my birthday wrong on Google, by the way. How dare they? I know, Google. I hope you're listening to this. Okay, it's the 30th, not the 29th. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, we were we were in the limo together, and mm-hmm. then we were in our bunk together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found out recently that 
I was in, Peter was in my bunk and Dean was in your bunk. Yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. In the mansion. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. Um, someone asked, what's your best advice for keeping a successful long distance friendship? Ooh. Oh, damn. I mean, how do we keep our long distance how friendship? Do we, okay. I think we don't take insult if we have a busy day, a busy yeah. week or whatever. Because yeah, I've had that in the past where friends will be like, you know, oh, we haven't talked in like a week and like are pissed at me that I didn't make the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we under, yeah. we understand that like yeah. we're going to have busy days where sometimes we don't talk. But even yeah. then, like if we FaceTime each other like five times in a row because you don't answer, it's yeah. not like, yeah. like, oh my God, you're stressing me out. Why are you calling me? Yeah. I think it's not taking insult to each other's busy schedule mm-hmm. um, and just supporting each other. Whether that's supporting each other's business or supporting each other mm-hmm. mentally. Um, and one thing to be like, you know, maybe a little bit mindful of when you are, you know, maybe traveling if you're in that long distance friendship or relationship is, you know, traveling can be super hard. But like, at least if you have some like cute luggage, then like, you know, you feel a little bit better about your traveling. Um, I love using my away carry on because it actually charges my cell phone. So I don't have to worry about like having a dead phone while I travel, which just honestly makes everything so much worse and creates so much more anxiety when it comes to uh, your travel journey. But they consider all kinds of travelers and actually have made two different carry on sizes um, that have an optional ejectable battery. So that's super, super helpful. It's so easy to carry up and down stairs because it's like incredibly lightweight, even when I pack it full. Um, and would love for you guys to check them out. I have a little promo code for you. You can get $20 off a suitcase and visit awaytravel.com slash Taylor and use promo code Taylor during checkout. And especially with the holiday season coming up, everyone wants to get away. So don't forget, go to awaytravel.com slash Taylor. And make sure that your travel swag is like on point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think making, making short, like my, I have a, my other like super close friend, Casey, who lives in Germany. Mm -hmm. Um, We were long distance, like best friends for like 10 years. Oh, wow. Uh, Because we became super close when I lived here in Seattle for elementary school. Mm -hmm. And then. I moved away and until three years ago, we lived in the same state again for maybe a year, a year and a half. And then she moved to Germany. That's so funny. So my best friend, Adriana, who lives in Toronto, has been living in Toronto, I think for the last five years. And when she moved out there, Mm -hmm. people were like, oh, like, has your friendship disintegrated? I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, if anything, we got a lot closer. I think when something is close to you, you don't take advantage of it as much, mm-hmm. but when they're further away, like we'll call each other every day, we'll yeah. update each other. Um, and you, you want to just make sure you water that friendship with mm-hmm. as much positivity as you can. Yeah. And I think, you know, like I haven't been able to make it out to Germany yet to see her and it's been like a year since I've seen her now, which makes me really sad, but I think we both communicate about it and like understand that we're mm-hmm. both going in different paths in our life. And I mm-hmm. think being able to watch her do that and being able to like get updates from her is like such a beautiful thing, yeah. you know? And cheer her on. Yeah. Yeah. Don't compare. Th- that's another thing. Do yeah. not compare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was dangerous. Yeah. No you bueno. Down real slippery slope when you yeah. start doing that. Um, and then I think too, you know, making sure that you do try to take time when you can to get together. Like September, we spent like all of September together and that was so sad. October was tough, guys. We were away from each other. And then 
November came along, and now December. And now December, December is going to go. We're going to have updates for you guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love this. Someone asked if you could receive a piggyback ride from anyone ever. Who would you choose? <laughs> Let me just tell you. Like, it better be. Vanessa Thank you. gives the best piggyback mm-hmm. rides. When I sprained my ankle, she legit was carrying me <laughs> everywhere. But, uh, just, in the like, restaurant. Literally, we're at Serious Pie and Biscuit. <laughs> Walking in from when we parked, she piggyback rides me in there. And then we're like waiting for our table. And she's like trying to like do squats with me on her <laughs> back. And then literally almost drops me. But I brought you to the bathroom on my Brought me on to the back. bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, the thing is, it was a two, and, two for one for me. I was like getting my ass work on and I was carrying my best friend on my back. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> so thankful for you. She's very light too, so it helps. <laughs> Girl, you just you're strong. Girl, I, I'm strong. I squatted and I dropped both of us. <laughs> no, no, you got like most of the most of the way there. Okay, I it was not like your third squat down that we yeah, like almost yeah. fell. So give yourself more it credit. T- and I was carrying you all day, so it was tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me peek and see if we got any other questions that we should answer before we wrap up. Um, Ready, girl? That goes so quick. It's what? been forty four minutes, oh, girl. Okay. <laughs> don't worry we still get to keep I, talking okay, okay, good, good. <laughs> you're like wait we have to stop talking <laughs> guys keep the questions coming um let me see yeah just so a lot more about like how we should be dating <laughs> i mean this has been my the healthiest relationship i've ever had yeah i think it's been one of like mm-hmm. the most positive like just supportive relationships i've been in yeah so beautiful and we also have a lot um we've been through the similar experiences similar heartbreak um on the same level too Mm -hmm. in terms of the public eye so yeah uh what when you were going through what you went through i completely empathized and i was able to put myself in your shoes and Mm -hmm. um and now we're like you know, in the same position of like wanting to date mm-hmm. and meeting people and connecting. And when we do have those connections, we celebrate it so yeah. hard. So hard. <laughs> I love that. Like you'll ask me, you're like, okay, so do you approve? Do you like him? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you like him? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh girl. Cause like you want me to tell you yeah. like, well, I, did it. I went on a no. date with, I, I went on a date with this one guy and I was like excited, but then I wasn't cause I didn't really feel a connection. Um, but Taylor, obviously, I, I FaceTimed with Taylor, and I'm like, Tay, what do you think? And she's like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, no, give me your opinion <laughs> yeah, so I can give you mine. <laughs> we both basically agreed Yeah, that no. the connection wasn't there. No. But I think one thing that's, like, super, like, this was brought up last night when I was talking to someone, uh, that it's really nice that, like, it's it's important in a friendship to be supportive and to not compare because... I think sometimes even unconsciously when you're not aware of where you're at, mm-hmm. you can then in some ways kind of like sabotage your friend being happy and finding yeah. someone and finding a relationship. Like, you know, 
even I'll, I'll use Casey as an example because she's in a relationship now and like she's going to come visit Seattle over the holidays and is bringing her boyfriend and I haven't met him yet and I'm like super excited to meet mm-hmm. him but I was also like okay so like do we get like you know can you come spend the night like can we have a sleepover one night and she like doesn't want to leave him and in my head I'm like girl fuck your boyfriend I haven't seen you in like a year I want you to myself like mm-hmm. and that's like definitely me like wanting to like sabotage and be like no like mm-hmm. I want to be just you um but at the same time of being like celebrating her happiness with her, you know, mm-hmm. and like, again, being able to take that step back and be like, this is her journey. And like, no matter what, like, I appreciate her as a person and I appreciate our friendship. And so mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be there for you how you need me to be. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're, f- sometimes you may be going through something, a little bit of a rough patch with your significant other. And if you want to open up to your friend about it, I think it's important to make sure that your friend is also in the mind state where they can give you an unbiased opinion and mm-hmm. just be there to emotionally support you. Because if they're going through a rough time, they might just dump all of that negativity on to your mm-hmm. relationship and that may steer you the wrong way. Yeah. So be careful and be aware of where the people are in their um, headspace mm-hmm. when you need to open up and be vulnerable with them. Yeah. I think it'd be really good to talk about like... Uh, kind of toxic friendships and like I've never like really had a friendship toxic breakups. Friendship. Have you never had a friendship oh, breakup? I did. I did. Yeah. Um and it happened quick and um it it, it was weird because mm-hmm. it happened way before I went on the show and I and I mean we still follow each other on Instagram and I never even got like a congratulation. I got engaged, girl. And I never got a congratulations and that yeah. really hurt me and when the passing of one of her someone in her family happened like I called right away and I checked in on her and I mean listen you can't have this the expectations of people are gonna do or say the same things that you will just like in a breakup you don't have any control going back to our breakup star bitch episode Mm -hmm. you don't have any control over how that person's gonna handle that breakup whether it's a romantic one or a friendship one sometimes you have to give yourself your own closure which may be tough but we don't always get the closure that we need Girl, Girl, stop giving me them eyebrows. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Tay is a queen. Ka- girl, you a queen too. Mm, mm, nah. See how many syllables I put in queen for you, girl? Ka- oh. mm, mm, mm. That's a lot. I know. That's so like I unnecessary <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you, everyone listening to love. this podcast is a queen or king or, or a desired good. good. <laughs> Guys, you have to let us know what you think about, like, being called a desired desired good. good. You know, like, when a guy, like, or a girl doesn't, you know, appreciate Mm -hmm. you and doesn't express that they um, understand, like, your value or your worth. Like, sometimes you got to, like, check and be like, excuse me. I'm a desired good. Do you realize? These are desired goods, goods, sir. Handshake. Handshake. Well, I think that does it for today's episode. I think so. <laughs> Guys, I am melting. I probably lost five pounds sitting in the sun for y'all. So hope you enjoyed the episode. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, let us know if you guys have further questions um, and topics that you want us to cover. You can send us an email at ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. Um, and always love reading your reviews on iTunes. So please shoot on over there to give us a rating and review. Um, and thank you, V, for coming on this episode and talking about friendship. Of course, 
my love. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I love you, Tay. I love everyone that's listening to this. Keep those positive comments coming. Yeah. And keep on listening to Let's Talk. Talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> that was like our jingle. We had like a little yeah. jingle we were going to do. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, guys. I will be back and talk to you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity.